Just want to wish all of you a happy holiday season and a happy new year as we close out this calendar year. Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right no plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money. One of the biggest fears about retirement is how do you make your money last? On today's show, we're going to talk about some strategies that can help you do just that. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Beals. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He is a fiduciary, fiduciary independent. He's been helping folks for more than 30 years get to and through retirement. You'll find him today at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com, if you'd like to check that out. Uh, hey, Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. The, uh, so this is going to be a fun show. I, I love it when we can just sort of dig in and, and start talking about things that everybody thinks about but maybe doesn't hasn't really put it all together. And that's where you come in because you do put it all together. So how do we make sure? I mean, one of the ways that we do that, I guess, is creating a floor. What does that mean? Well, some retirement accounts provide guaranteed income. So what are those that provide guaranteed income? Well, a lot of people don't think about them. Uh, but Social Security, you know, is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a guaranteed income. Um, pensions, you know, so if you have a, a pension from state, government, your company, those provide guaranteed income. And annuities provide guaranteed income. And so a flooring strategy involves building up enough guaranteed income to meet basic needs. So this can be done by doing a variety of things. It can be done by purchasing annuities or maybe delaying the start of Social Security benefits to get to the number that you would like to have. You know, maybe you don't have that floor at the beginning of Social Security claiming if you took it early, but maybe by delaying that Social Security claiming, putting it off, your Social Security benefits will grow so that your floor will also grow and meet that that guarantee that you would like to have, kind of that, that you know, if everything – 
kind of goes by the way, you still have that minimum amount of money to meet those basic needs with. And then um, you can start your, your Social Security to get that done later on. I mean, again, how reassuring is that to be able to set up a plan where you know that your expenses are covered? And I mean, again, that just what a sigh of relief that must be. Yeah. One thing I want to point out that's that's kind of interesting that people when you get your Social Security statement mm-hmm. uh, and you look at it, one thing Social Security doesn't do is it doesn't factor in an inflation adjustment because they don't know what inflation is going to be. So the numbers that you see on your benefit statements is showing Social Security and, and no adjustments to it. So what you get at 62 versus what you get at age 70 by claiming later on, there's no inflation difference between those two. And so once you build inflation into it, your benefit is usually about a 100% increase from 62 to age 70. Holy You know, the cow. difference between the two. Wow. Um, you know, if you look at it on your Social Security statement, you're like, yeah, I can claim it 62 or I can wait. I can claim it 70. You know, maybe it goes up by, you know, 60, 70 percent more. But you've got to factor in, you know, eight years of Social Security inflation adjustments along the way that they don't show you on that statement. So it's a little bit kind of, you know, quirky. And so I'd encourage you to run an analysis that shows what a average inflation adjustment would be. And I'd plug that in at, at around a 3% inflation adjustment to Social Security. Um, you can do it, you know, at 2 if you're more comfortable being conservative or if you think inflation is going to continue to uh, be a little bit above average, you could you could plug it in at 4 But that would give you an idea of, of what your benefit really is going to be. We do that when we run Social Security analyses for uh, people that come into our office. We use a a 2%, maybe a 3% inflation adjustment to it. Um, Social Security is averaged, I think, uh, over time, right under about a 3% average adjustment to it. Um, and looking at the at, at your time frame, you know, if you if you wiped out this last decade, your Social Security adjustments just is right at about 3% because you take into the 80s and 90s where you had a little bit above inflation, and then the last decade or so we've had below average inflation, other, up, up, you know, up until the last couple of years anyway. But I'd encourage you to do that, and, and that's just a little bit of, of knowledge that you need to have that those numbers that you see on those Social Security statements are not taking into account adjustments for inflation. Well, um, but like you said, that's something that you do, uh, you know, at EFS, and and that makes such a difference for people so that they know that they're maximizing that benefit um, and, you know, being able to have the kind of retirement they want. And I know this, this, so that's, all right, so we create a floor, and then um, I know because what you do is that segmented distribution, and that's an important piece to this puzzle as well. Yeah, and and I'll put a little plug in there for David Machia. So David wrote a book, and he has been a big advocate, kind of one of the pioneers, I think, on time-segmented distribution. He actually wrote a book called The Lucky Retiree, and it's kind of a quirky book. Sorry, David. Um, I might have not written it the same as what he would have with the stories, but it gets to the point of – you know, going through a retirement journey, it t- kind of takes it from that standpoint. And what are the things you want to look for and what are the important things that you want to look for? But I think the main thing that I think um, the book gets across is 
you know, you have what's called sequence of return risk. And, and the title of the book says, you know, that the title is Lucky Retiree. So depending upon when you retire, you know, and how you take withdrawals, it's a matter of luck. You know, did you retire in a market that is going up at the beginning of your retirement? Or if you're an unlucky retiree, maybe you retired in 2000, right before a three-year bear market, and trying to take withdrawals out of an investment portfolio that loses money over three years can give devastating results later on. And so when you, when you understand the little-known uh, risk in retirement, um, and a lot of people don't know about this risk, but you have to research it. The risk is sequence of return risk. You know, there's all kinds of other risks. You've got inflation risk, market risk, longevity risk. You know, um, you have, you know, health risks, mm -hmm. long-term care. But sequence of return risk is what can keep you from actually maximizing your withdrawals in your portfolio because of how the returns on your money happen. And most financial professionals that understand withdrawal strategies usually will try to alleviate that sequence of return risk by doing various things. Um, maybe segmenting money into different buckets. Maybe the simplest is, you know, you have short-term, intermediate, long-term, maybe the three-bucket strategy. We take it a little bit of a step further by being a little bit more direct and a little bit more... Um, Oh, what do you, what do you want to say? Uh, calculated in using uh, your different buckets of money. We usually use five different buckets of money spread out over maybe six, depending upon maybe the first bucket's only two or three years, depending upon Social Security claiming strategies. Uh, but basically what you're trying to do is use math to tell you how much you can withdraw, when can you withdraw it, and where should you take it from, with the number one rule being the objective is to never withdraw money from something that has had a negative return. And right. that's where sequence of return risk can come back and devastate a retirement portfolio is if you're forced to take withdrawals during a period of market declines. Mark, let me ask you this. So we're in a period of market declines. I mean, everything's down for the year. So when you talk about sequence of returns, if you're just beginning the plan in a down market, can that work to our advantage down the road? Yeah, you know, the you know, one of the unluckiest times to to retire is at the end of a bull market uh because you do the math and so the math tells you, well, I have enough money to retire, um but but maybe your returns have been inflated by this really good period of of above average returns in the market and now you're looking at potentially a significant period of below average returns, you know, because everything balances out, right, right exactly. in the market. So, I mean, if you have a period, you know, like the 90s, you had that followed by a period of this beginning of this century where you had 0% returns. I mean, the first decade was the lost decade in the markets. The, re the markets returned zero. And in some cases, they were negative for the first 10 years if they were in the technology area. You actually had a negative return for the first decade of this century. Wow. Then followed by this past decade, which is which was pretty good for the markets, being albeit that we ended with a pandemic uh, at the end of it. 
Um, but markets bounce back, and now we're in a bear market. So how long is this bear market going to last, and what are the next 10 years you know, going to look like for returns? But to answer your question, for people retiring today, and what they say is if you can if, – if your numbers pencil out and you can retire in a bear market, the chances of your um, calculations panning out and being good and you not running out of money in retirement are significantly higher than retiring at the top of a bull market. Sure. And the reason is is your, your money's now worth you know 15, 20 percent less you know than it was a year ago. So if the math tells you, hey, I can still retire today, I, it still works out from a mathematical standpoint because remember in retirement, the only four letter word that matters is math. Um, but if it works out number wise, well, th the likelihood is pretty good because you, you've already been through a, a period of market weakness. And, you know, again, markets even out over time. So it's better to retire in a bear market than it is in a, in a bull market from the standpoint of what the future looks like in terms of returns. Okay. Because you have, you have a certain amount of money, right? I mean, yes, you're not of course. putting any more money into your investments. So the only thing that's going to create more money is returns. Um, yeah. Well, again, I think that makes sense. I, I, I like that sort of, uh, I just like that outlook in terms of being able to, to do that. And, and just because it's a bear market right now doesn't mean it's a bad time to retire. No, no. Again, it's all about the math. And so if you go to our website, EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com, and you click on the do I have enough money to retire, there's a there's a nineteen minute video that that actually tells us or or shows you this time segmented distribution strategy, walks through inflation risk, longevity risk all those different risks in retirement, talks about creating a floor in retirement income that we just talked about before, and kind of illustrates it out uh, through a video showing what this is and how taking money during retirement in a sequence of different time segments works during retirement. So again, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Go watch the video. Um, it's a great it's a great piece uh, that helps explain what we're talking about today. It truly does. And so, folks, take advantage of that. Again, it's EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com. So we're talking about ways to make sure we have enough money. And, and so sequence of returns risk, I, I understand that's a big deal. But if I've got a number of accounts, Mark, and, and so more than just my 401k and maybe I've got a, a brokerage account and, of course, we got Social Security to think about, how do I know what money to take from where and when? Well, first of all, we try to create the same income that you have in retirement as what you had while you were working, which is a monthly paycheck. Right. You know, maybe not weekly like you had, because that gets a little bit arduous to do that from investments. But from a monthly basis, you know, you've got your Social Security check that comes every month or you have a pension that comes every month. And then where do you start taking money from your investments? Well, we try to create monthly income. And again, so that that gets you into that, hey, this is how much money I'm getting each month. I can spend this money. You know, it kind of feels the same as what you were used to during the last 40, 50 years that you were, were working, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, then the question becomes, um, 
well, first of all, that's better than saying, you know what, I'm just going to leave my investments into this account. Yeah, I'm getting a pension. I'm getting Social Security or whatever else. Uh, and then I'm just going to, you know, call up my investment firm every quarter or whenever I need money and just take 5000 or 10000 here or there. That's not really a good plan. You know, you don't, you don't want to do that that way because it's hard to keep track of really how much money you're spending and even a timing standpoint. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, I don't like that, uh, that approach. You know, if it works for you, great. So I'm not telling you that's a bad approach. I'm just saying that I, I don't like doing it that way. Sure. Um, it's just too hard to keep track of. You know, you're kind of using your, your accounts as your own piggy bank um, to take money from. I mean, that may be a good way if there's, you know, a one-off expense, like maybe you need to buy a new car or you're going on a big trip, you know, and you're going to take a lump sum out in addition to what you're taking monthly. You know, that's okay because usually we've already planned for, you know, lump sum purchases, you know, distributions. Timing-wise, we have a place to take those from that's similar to, you know, the other investments where we're not going to suffer if we have to take a big withdrawal from from a market decline because we've got a place to take it from that hasn't declined anything um, so that would be something in that nature. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, one of the things I think that that people need in a, in a an advisor, it, certainly my belief is that you know I want somebody that's a fiduciary, that's independent, that's got a lot of experience. Well, that you that is you to a T. And, and again, just because you've been there, you've seen markets like this, you've helped people through markets like this, and they still retire and they're still doing fine. Yeah, and and what you're talking about. Two, it's which is the art of you know you can go and watch that video, um, but then the question comes back with, well, how do I split up my money? So I understand it, I like it, I want to do it with my investments. Um, how do you split that money up? Because if you're like most people, you've got three different kinds of money. You have the money that's in your retirement account, which is pre-tax money. When you withdraw it out, you're going to pay income taxes on it. Yes. Then you have maybe some Roth IRA money. Um, some people have a lot of Roth IRA money. Some people have a little bit of Roth IRA money. But most people have a Roth account of some kind somewhere. And then you have after-tax money, you know, that's, that's in investments. Maybe it has capital gains that have been, you know, accumulated. You know, maybe that account pays out dividends and interest of some amount. Um, so how do you take withdrawals out, out of those different accounts? And what we use is we use what's called account sequencing, where we literally sit down with all the income sources, because maybe you have rental income too, or maybe you've inherited a beneficiary IRA that we know we have to take distributions on over the next 10 years. Um, so there's, there's some accounts we're going to have to take income from. There's some accounts we're getting income from because we can't defer them. And then the rest of it, we can kind of plan to figure out what's the best sequence to minimize taxes um, when we take those withdrawals. And so if there's a Social Security plan that's in place in terms of when we're going to draw Social Security, that gets built into it. So there's the complicated part of it. And that's where a good strategic advisor is going to help you determine what accounts are going to take uh, money from and when that money is going to be distributed. And if done correctly, um, you know, it's it, it's not every single case where we can, you know, increase the amount of money you're getting because we're increasing the amount of money you have left after taxes. 
But in a lot of cases, that's actually the case. By properly taking distributions, we can take distributions in a manner that keeps you in a lower income tax bracket. Maybe those dividends and, and capital gains that you're getting distributed, those aren't taxed at all because we're able to keep you in a lower tax bracket where they're not taxed. Um, so there's all kinds of things that you can do in retirement because you control the distribution sequence of when and where and from what you're taking money from. And that's the complicated part of it because now you're, you're, you're basically, okay, I, Mark, I want to bu bucket my money into these different things. Well, and then what accounts do you put into each bucket to maximize the tax savings for you? And that's, that's where the art of, of you know, having someone that understands the tax aspect of your different accounts and can lay that out and, and show where that money is going to be better used if you can increase or decrease, I should say, the amount of taxes you're paying <clears throat> by by two three thousand dollars a year, mm -hmm. that's a lot of extra money. That's a lot of you extra know, money. Two three thousand yeah. dollars less in taxes over a twenty thirty year retirement. You're talking about tens of thousands of extra dollars to spend uh, in retirement. So it's important uh, to understand where and from what your best strategies are for taking withdrawals from because it all one one withdrawal affects others along the way and again to to minimize that tax burden is such a key part of a, of a good solid retirement plan right yep yeah we use a tax software to help us to determine you know if we do a or we take withdrawals from a b and c what does that look like from a from a tax planning perspective when we when we, you know, sit down and and look at, you know, what do we have to start taking for required minimum distributions? You know, so right now it's age 72, probably going to be 73, 74, 75. But, you know, knowing what we're going to be forced to take in the future, also by pre-planning and helping to distribute money ahead of time, maybe we can minimize what is going to be forced on us later on. That's also a good planning strategy. It's not necessarily say, you know what, I, I'm just going to delay my, my required minimum distributions because I don't need the money. I'm just not going to take it for as long as I can. That may not be the best strategy. Sure. That, and again, but that's where it's so important to have the conversation. You know, Social Security Administration, they're not going to answer any questions like that. No, I mean, Social Security, um, by the way, um, will not give you any answers or not tell you what you should do. They will just give you the answers to the questions that you ask them. So they're very good at providing the answers, but you have to know what questions to ask mm -hmm. in order to get the right answer. Right, exactly. Well, folks, if you'd like to get started, if you want to sit down with Mark and his team, let me give you a phone number. It's 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651. You can also visit the website, and I encourage you to do that. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com. You can reach out. You can catch that video that he just talked about. You can also reach out and connect to Mark right there on the website as well. Absolutely. And and I answer questions all the time for people that email me. Um, you have to remember that, that usually an email question is usually not going to get you probably the answer you're looking for because there's usually a it depends <laughs> right. answer. Yep. It depends on what your situation is. I mean, if you ask a specific question about 
X, well, it depends on what Y and Z are. And, uh, you know, if it's a real simple question, then yes, but usually a conversation is usually better because it's usually, and it's usually not just one answer. It's usually a, it's, well, it could be A or B or C. There's usually multiple answers to one question because it depends on the input. Sure. Well, and again, those are the kinds of things that you deal with every day, you and your team. And, and, and again, you're right there. I mean, you're local, you're here, you're not some, you know, disparate voice coming from somewhere else. No, you're, you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, get a hold of us, you know, go to the website, pick up the phone, send me an email and, uh, or just continue to listen and maybe you'll get your answer eventually on one of our future podcasts. Sure. Um, all right. So uh, how are you? Let me just before we sum it up, before we end, how are you feeling about, you know, uh, the year ending, the new year beginning? I mean, are, are you feeling optimistic about things when it comes to retirement planning? Well, I think things are, are always the same to me when it comes to retirement planning. I, I think that the angst level I think that people have is probably significantly uh, elevated and what I see is people make the same mistakes over and over again, which is when their angst level goes up, they tend not to do anything. And that's, that's a mistake that I see people when they come in two or three years later. It's like, well, if we would have visited two or three years ago uh, during market turbulent times, um, you know, we would have been able to make a significant difference on where you're at today. Not that we still can't help them out at that point in time, but, you know, don't hesitate to make changes or at least know where you're at today in this kind of a market environment. I think people have kind of like the deer in the headlights look, and then they just kind of freeze and don't do anything. Um, and there's things that can be done that you might not even know you can do. So it's important to um, visit with a well-rounded, holistic advisor that looks at all the aspects of what we've talked about. And basically, it's, you know, if, if all of a sudden, you know, you, you have a medical event, well, you're going to get an extensive checkup and extensive valuation. Um, you know, you're not just going to be like, well, let's, let's just wait. Um, so I, I would encourage people to do that at this point in time. Thank you for listening, everybody, and tune in because we will have new ideas and new strategies as we uh, go through this end of the year. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? 
You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.